Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. Hold on. Jeff dropped his headphones, everybody. Did you break them? Nope. No problem. Sorry about that. There we go. That took a minute. All right, just waking up, knocking stuff over here today. <laughs> All right, if you just bought plane tickets yesterday, get ready to kick yourself. Yeah, also, while you really don't want to charge your phone overnight, it is Tuesday, the 23rd of August of 2022. We're Jeff and Jenny here. It is your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. Uh, today is National Cheap Flight Day when ticket prices tend to start dropping ahead of the holidays. Gas prices are down from earlier this summer, which helps, but it's mainly because kids are back in school. So the summer travel season is over. Now, airlines like to keep flights as full as possible, obviously, to maximize profits. So historically, August 23rd is when they tend to start cutting prices to increase demand. A website that tracks this stuff says prices peaked around the middle of June. And by the end of July, they had already dropped 20%. They should dip a little more by the end of August, uh, but they won't be too cheap for long. They usually start to creep back up around the end of September as we start gearing up for the holidays. Yep. I know. I remember midsummer when flights were like 500 bucks just to go down to Orlando or whatever. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's nice now. I did get a very, um, I'm going to Miami for a wedding um, the second weekend of September and I'm flying on Frontier and it was, I think, $200 round trip or something to go That's to Miami, which yeah. I felt like was really good. I think Frontier's got some deals down at Tampa too. Yeah. So we've seen that come down significantly out of CBG. All right, give your dog some extra rubs when you get home from work today because they really did miss you, and they might even be emotional about it. A new study out of Japan found that dogs' eyes literally well up with tears of joy when they're reunited with their owners. How sweet is that? They used a test to measure how watery, 18 different dogs' eyes were before and after they saw their owners. Their owners had each been away for a full seven hours. And as soon as they saw them, tear production increased by 10%. And it only happened with their owners. 
It didn't happen with other people the dogs knew. Oh, hmm. my goodness. How sweet. Do you notice that when you go home? Does the commander get a little teary-eyed? <laughs> I've never noticed. Here's what happens when we get home. I say, hey, what's up, buddy? How are you? And he just kind of sits. He's usually sitting on the couch. He's just sitting there, and it takes, like, a solid 10 to 20, even 30 seconds, and he's just staring. And then all of a sudden, it's like... <laughs> A switch is flipped, and he just goes bonkers. Oh, he's like, oh wait, I know you. Yeah. Oh, you're the guy. <laughs> like, do you not see me? Do you not hear me? Do I need to get closer? Oh, that's so funny. And then he knows that we're gonna go for a walk or something, and then he's you know like, and then he's just all super about excited about that. Yeah. Well, he's like, are you just walking in and walking past me, or is something good gonna happen here? <laughs> Maybe that's it. Well, or he's bummed, like you know, you left me here all day. I'm not gonna be that happy to see you. And then it's like. Fine. Well, what's cool is, you know, Chris doesn't leave for work till, you know, 8, 8.30. So I get home around 11-ish, 12-ish. So he's only really home alone for three, four hours on an average yeah. day. Yeah, that's nice. Kristen tells me that she Gracie will be gone all day. Like, she'll be sound asleep in one of the bedrooms or in your office chair. And I'll be down here futzing around. Never comes down. The minute she hears that garage door... And you walk in, she comes trotting down like, hey, what's happening? What's going Aww. on? You're going to feed me? And that's the reason, because yeah. we have this ritual where first thing I do is I head downstairs, do a quick scoop of the litter box, come back upstairs, wash up, plate her some wet food, a little wet food. She gets like a little half of a little portions. It's not a lot. Yeah. It's just a little... A little taste. Healthy treat for her in addition to the dry food. And she She's loves like, my dad it. is here. This is great. Oh, she wants to snuggle. She is all over you. Oh, how sweet. But that's true with any pet, right? You know, I they guess. tend to I go for know. the one who feeds you. I'm sure. <laughs> anyway, they uh as soon as they saw Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. The tier production increased by 10%. Again, it only happened when their owners came home. It didn't happen with other people the dogs knew. And the researchers think that seeing us causes our dogs to produce more of the love hormone, oxytocin, and that's what makes them cry. So it's more proof that your dog really does love you. And they only looked at tears of joy. They, they didn't test to see if dogs also cry when they experience negative emotions like sadness. Like bad dog. Yeah. yeah. One thing we've learned about Nick like, is he is affected by the weather. Like he, when it's going to storm and maybe it's like, Hey, the radar shows the, pressure. the storm is an hour away, but he is all up in our lap. Can like, you feel the pressure? I'm think, assuming something like that. Hmm. The animals, you know, they can, they, it's they weird how they stuff. tend to, they seem to experience some emotions and then not others because I've, I've spoken to a number of vets and Kristen's sister is also a vet. And they talk about how, like if, if, uh, if a dog gets hit by a car and heaven forbid, you know, loses a leg, but survives. She said they tend to not get like depressed or bummed out at the disability. They just 
instantly compensate and move on. And there's no emotion or frustration tied. They just do it. They just tackle. They just overcome whatever that obstacle is. Unlike the mental battle it would be for a human who who would be faced with that. Uh, This is interesting. Exactly what kind of Americans do you think are interested in doing a reality TV show? I don't know. Uh, I always feel like they go out on a limb to find people that are just so out there with personality. You know, a lot of times they're a little nutty. super, well, I mean like super over the top, you know, so a lot of people are like in your face or they always try to find somebody that would be a good villain. To, Very sort of type A. To make drama. Attention seeking people. Yeah. Uh, you probably watched a reality TV show and thought to yourself, like, who would willingly agree to be on this show? When I was younger, I used to want to be on The Real World. Like when that, you know, when they were, I'm like, how fun would it be to go and live in New Orleans or someplace like that with a bunch of strangers? That did seem like just a fun yeah. college friend fest. And kinda. it was only for what, like three months, I think they were together. And I they were think... always in a cool city. Yeah. I've always told you about this before, to though, is my buddy Paul from high school, he, he, he's got some issues. Like he's a very specific type of personality. He'll start, bar, he's the guy that starts bar fights, uh, yeah, he's has bad relationships. Like he's just one of those kind of people. Good guy. Just, he's just got those traits about him. Mm. And he made it to like two or three rounds of the real world mm-hmm. interviews. Like he thought he was going to get it. Like the next step was like, you get it. You're on one of these seasons. I forget which season it was, but they basically were like, you're messed up, but you are not messed up enough to get on the really? show because they want someone that's going to like go in and raise hell, you know, be that person that's triggered by A, B, C, D and E. Mm-hmm. And they purposely, at least on that show, yeah. were trying to make that stuff happen, which is crazy. Yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. to think. Well, about. it's interesting you say that because a series of new polls asked people how interested they would be in competing on three types of reality shows, dating reality shows makeover reality shows, and home renovation reality shows. At one point, I would have said yes to all of those. 21% of people are interested in being on a dating reality show. I mean, how great would it be if you were the bachelorette or the bachelor? You had all those men or women to pick from? With 10% being very interested. So we're talking about 31% of people who are interested in being on a dating reality show. And check this out. Men are (laughs) twice as likely to be into it. Well, yeah. Think about all the women you get to date. Or even like love is blind. And naturally, younger adults were far more eager to sign up than those, say, over the age of 45. When you look at makeover reality shows... So does this mean like you're making yourself over or like a home makeover show? Because those are fun, too. Um, you know, that's a good question. It just says makeover show. I took that to mean as like a home makeover. So, yeah, oh, but- no, 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 no. Because that's a separate category. That's oh, okay. home renovation. So makeover. OK. So making yourself over. So yeah. you would get like a personal makeover. Right. Okay, 32% of people are down to be on a makeover show with 14% being very interested. So, you know, add that up. I mean, that's that's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And people from the Northeast and South are most interested, especially women. They want to go on the makeover show between the ages of 30 and 44. So women 
and 30 and above. They're all about being on a makeover show. 50% of people, this is the most, 50% of people would consider doing some type of home renovation reality show with an additional 24% being very interested. Because, I mean, think of how you conceivably could benefit from a home renovation show. Are they going to do it for free? Heck yeah. And women are more into it than men. Somewhat surprisingly, younger adults are more intrigued than older adults. Yeah, I think it would be fun. I've also heard horror stories about these home renovation shows where... Yeah, yeah. where they do like love it or list it, and then people are like, oh my God, I don't know what you did to the kitchen. We're done. We're selling. Well, no, I was talking about like shoddy construction and how they have to sign these non-disclosure agreements where, you know, they do the work, but they end up doing more damage to the structure than good, or they leave them with... You know, leaky roofs or oh, that'd be horrible. Other me, major issues. The ones that kind of scare me are the backyard crashers, and uh, where they're yeah. like, "We're gonna take over your backyard for one afternoon," and that was, you know, they're like putting in water features and ponds and pools this is and a landscaping. And show. I'm like, oh, that seems like if something goes wrong in a year, I'm screwed. <laughs> yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna be covering up that fish pond with dirt. Uh huh. <laughs> And plus, you know, they have those extreme makeover shows, home makeover shows where. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal windows direct. Summer is the best time to replace your windows. No one wants to do it when it's 10 degrees outside. My guys at Universal Windows Direct will get it done quickly. And then when old man winter comes calling, you're going to be ready to go. 513-755-1800. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. You know, they build someone a house or yes, they completely like strip it down to the studs Yeah, in yeah. a month. And then it's you hear nuts. that they are having all these problems later. But you never see that on the show. See, I want to be like a real housewife, too. I mean, you know, and all the fun that comes along with it of all the trips and all the fun dinners and parties. Girls weekend in Virgin Islands. I mean, how do they do that? They just vacation all the time. Yeah, but your friends are horrible to you. Those are my real friends. Worst things about you. Those are just my TV friends. It's no big deal. Like below deck. Wouldn't it be fun to be like on a few episodes of Below Deck? I would like to be the guest. As a passenger? Yeah, as a passenger. I would like to be the guest. Jeff yeah. rented the boat, but we get to go as plus ones. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. And let's I'm, wait till a storm is coming in yeah. and then say we want to go out in the water. Right. I want my Tito's perfectly chilled to 33 degrees, please. Yep. And just as they're closing <laughs> the kitchen down, we'll ask them to make us dinner or something. Need some nachos right now. It'd be really good. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> It does take a certain breed, a certain type to go on one of those shows. Um, Hey, if you're easing into a night when you know you'll be having multiple drinks, you may think to yourself, all right, I'm just going to pace myself tonight. I got a plan. And then almost immediately after that, your pace goes off the rails. (laughs) So they surveyed people 21 and over. uh, And a little over half of those people considered themselves to be smart drinkers. What's that mean? (laughs) Meaning they think they've mastered the art of knowing what and how much they can drink. And generally speaking, here's what they suggest. This is kind of the rule they supposedly live by. Most smart drinkers pace themselves at about two drinks per hour. 
That seems high for me. But then I nurse my drinks. Yeah, but it, you also, like, if you're drinking beers, let's just say you have one. So say you have two cans of McUltra or two small beers. I think that most people would do, like, a beer and a half. You if know, If I'm sitting on a patio and I'm drinking beer and it's a, a sunny, warm Afternoon, I'm gonna probably have two an hour. That's what, yeah. So I think that's, I think men maybe two, maybe, maybe three, maybe women a beer and a half. Like when you're going in for your second, I'll be like, oh, I'll take one. I'm not there yet. Well, you kind of want to hit that sweet spot. It's like you don't want to be drunk within the first hour or two. You want to kind of let it ride, but you at the same time, you want to maintain <laughs> that buzz, sort of, you know? Yeah, but I think like with you, like if you had two. Like straight up whiskeys or scotches, two an hour is a lot. That that feels that, like a lot to me. Yeah, yeah. For that type of drink, for sure. I would be buzzed. But you know, I I caught myself like I noticed something this past weekend where I poured myself a drink and I placed it down next to me, and then I, I think I was like doing stuff on my laptop or something, and Kristen was in the room. We were talking, and that thing probably sat there for a good. 15 minutes before I even took my first sip, but there was just something about having it there, you know, like I'm not, I wasn't really, yeah, it was just weird. Mm -hmm. Some people are like that when they grill. And it probably took me an hour to get through that one drink cocktail. Yeah. Some people have to have like a beer or something in their hand while they're grilling. Like it's just a part of their process. Even if they're not necessarily drinking it. Although, and then you have other people that just kind of drink and don't even realize how fast they're putting them down. Slam. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so most smart drinkers pace themselves at about two drinks per hour, and they typically choose low-volume alcoholic beverages. So there you go, Tim. The secret to enjoying adult beverages is to limit yourself to two bush lights an hour on the patio. <laughs> hey, we went to Lori's Roadhouse a couple weekends ago to see Clay Walker, and bush light was the special of the night or whatever. Had a couple of tall boys. A lot of people will say that. Who makes it? Is it? I think it's Anheuser-Busch. So yeah, it's, so people are like, oh, it's Bud Light. It's just in a different packaging. But I think it tastes different. It's definitely more of a canoe beer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Smart drinkers, so-called smart drinkers, generally eat a meal before drinking. Yeah, I could see why, because you don't want it to go straight to your head. Mm-hmm. Have a little food in there to absorb it. A little bit of base. We like to call that base a smart drinkers. Right. Now, my nutritionist with Profile, Mm -hmm. when I was in the process of trying to lose weight, her tip was have a cocktail before your meal, one cocktail before your meal, preferably on the rocks, you know, water it down a little bit. And then when your food comes, don't drink it. You can come back to it after you're done eating. But don't drink it while you're eating? Yeah, there was something. I forget the reason why, but it had something to do with, like, psychologically. There's something about how it, A, slows down your metabolism, but B, it also somehow it triggers you consuming more food and more alcohol in the long run, and this breaks it up. Yeah. Well, because if you're drinking while you're eating, so say you drink water yeah. while you're eating. There you go. You won't be drink you won't be drinking as much alcohol. If you're using right. the alcohol to wet your whistle, you're gonna be drinking more and more alcohol. So That's the sugars it. and the alcohol will make you eat more food. That's as it. Well. That's it. Yeah, yeah so- I thought that was a cool trick. So I remembered that. Now that's a challenge though. 
if you have like a cocktail, let's say you have a little whiskey on the rocks before dinner and then your meal comes in, it's like, oh, well, we got to order a bottle of wine. Yeah. Well, what about when you're doing wine pairings with food? Like wine makes some foods taste better. So it's like you're supposed to eat and drink at the same time. Same with beer flights. I do that all the time too. Yeah. But I guess when when you're in the process of losing weight, like that was a technique to help you get there. Mm -hmm. And then. Now that you're there. Now that you're there. (laughs) Oh, it doesn't matter. Assuming that you're making smart food choices and you're maintaining a healthy lifestyle. With my steak. Thank you. Uh, what else? What else? What else? The other thing is they, they, smart drinkers supposedly don't mix different types of alcohol. Yeah, I don't mix usually. I try not to. I don't either. Well, that, I just got through saying though, wine and liquor. So that's yeah. two different types of alcohol. Yeah, but I think like with you, you will do like a starter cocktail. Right. And then you'll have wine with dinner and then you'll just finish with wine. Will you go back to the cocktails after that or will you just do the wine? Yeah, no, I'll probably just stick with wine. Close it out with wine. Yeah, Yeah, see, that's Mm -hmm. the thing. I'm drinking less wine, I think, than ever. Why? You used to be a big wino. Yeah. It's just not for you anymore. You're just straight up scotch. Mm, Scotchy, scotch, scotch, scotch. (laughs) Every time you say that, that's what I think of. Yeah, I, I think before the meal, maybe after, and then water. Mm-hmm. I'll do, I mean, I'll do a few sips of red wine. I, I do like it. I just don't consume as much as I used to. But the real, you know, the, the simple is, or the secret is simple, rather, quality over quantity. Like, drink what you enjoy, consume it slow enough that you can enjoy it. Because if you're downing drinks all night or taking shots, you know where that's headed. Yeah, right down the chink. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and it's only Tuesday. We got a way to go. And I am <laughs> and I am thirsty. <laughs> I'm going to see Pitbull tonight, so I know I'm going to have a couple of drinks. Yeah. Might be a little rough coming in tomorrow, kids. It's all right. It'll be fun. Some of those are the best shows. I know. I love those. All right. So here's what I did. I was working. So I've been organizing all my photos. So anybody who's got a phone, especially an iPhone, And you take pictures. You know, you got like a million photos on your phone. And so what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to like delete all the ones that I know I'm not going to keep. And the ones that I am going to keep, because I'm insane, I have a... An album for each type of photo. So I think so that's great. Mean? I wish I did that. I just don't Same. have the patience to go through and label them all and put them where they need where they so need like to go. So like Kristen has an album. All of the kids have albums. All of the each trip we've taken has its own album. Every um, house I've ever lived in, all the interior and exterior house pictures have its own album. Like that's how organized my photos are. It's so helpful, though, because if we're looking for a picture of you, like we were talking about the teenage Jeff. Yep. I went right to my... You immediately knew where it was. Yep. I had to go to a big tote in the basement to get through the That's how I do yeah. it. And so, but that's really time consuming. So yeah. I try to sort of do it as I go. So Which is great. I don't get swamped. So anyway, so my phone was connected to my laptop a good portion of the day yesterday, which meant it was charging. So by the time I went to bed, I was 88% charged. But just out of habit, I plugged it in anyway, mm-hmm. and I charged the phone. They say you're not supposed to do that. I thought with the newer Apple phones, there was some sort of technology where after it 
charge that clicks off. Or yeah, whatever. it does. So, it like opti- it'll come up and say optimize charging something something. Yeah, it said there was a little flag that popped up right before I rolled over, and it said that your phone optimization program or, or whatever yeah. it will have it fully charged by like one something in the morning. Right. I assume that's what it does. But my phone's almost dead every day at the end of the day. So that's when I like to plug it in is at night. And generally speaking, according to some tech experts from ZDNet, it's bad for your battery to charge your phone all night. Even though modern phones charge in a so-called smart way, as Tim was just mentioning, they're still keeping the battery warmer than room temperature throughout the night. And that is bad for the battery over time. So instead... Here's how they say you should charge your phone on an average day to max out your battery's life. Okay. Charge it for about 30 to 45 minutes in the morning when you wake up. So, like, maybe plug it in when you go, when you jump in the shower for 30 to 30, 45 minutes as you're getting ready. Or when you get in the car, maybe. Or maybe when you get in the car, when you're driving in, and then charge it for another 30 minutes in the mid-afternoon Try to get it around 80%. You go, 80% is about the sweet spot because that way your phone is spending less than two hours a day on chargers and a lot less time than if you charge it overnight. I do a ton of streaming while I'm in the car mm-hmm. via my phone. Is that how you listen to your podcast and stuff? Yeah, it is. Yeah. But so do you leave it plugged in? See, I never charge I don't have it plugged in. Well, I have like a little charging plate. You just place it on and oh, it's yeah, supposedly. Oh, yeah, like in the car? Yeah. But I feel like it burns more than it charges. Mm-hmm. Like what I use streaming, it doesn't I'm keep up. I'm not sure yeah. it keeps up. And the same thing, I think, when you run like those um, traffic map programs like Waze or yeah. MapQuest. It, it, like when I'm on a road trip, I like to know because it kind of t- alerts you of things. Right. But your battery is like gone. Yeah, you know, so, you know, you plug it in. I mean, it helps. It slows the consumption. But some of those apps, some of those programs, man, mm-hmm. they even plugged in. It'll drain it pretty quickly. Hey, quick break. Uh, so, listen, now that you know what's going on in the world with news that didn't make the news and our lives and everything else, we want to know what's going on with you right now. If you want to weigh in on something we talked about this morning or a story you wanted to share or something you're celebrating, something you're excited about, something you're pissed off about. Or maybe a heads up we need based on where you are in traffic. Call us, 513-749-2320. It's a little segment we do right now. It's called Right Now. And uh, we do it two or three times a week. And uh, we'll start stacking up the calls right now. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.